Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Welcome back. This is The Captain's Run on a busy Friday morning. We've had Scotty Lucas, Bryce McGain, Adrian Fletcher join us. The magic man not too far away. Charlie Ballard still to come as well. And there's a smorgasbord of sport on right now. Port Adelaide with another statement in their 11th straight win. That came over Geelong in emphatic fashion in the second half last night. The Ashes tonight, they start right here on SEN. And the US Open is on uh, right now over there in Los Angeles. Still uh, in the back end of the first round over there. Cam Smith back to one under through 14. Just struggling to make headway is Cam, but he's the best of the Aussies uh, at the moment. The watermark is eight under from the first 18. Uh, so heaps to come. But also last night was the small matter of the Socceroos going back into battle against Argentina. No World Cup meeting this time. No round of 16. It was a friendly in Beijing. Didn't quite go our way. 2-0 in the end. Some Lionel Messi magic, but they lost no friends, the Aussies. Little stumble, and there is no whistle. And Argentina will continue. It's Leo Messi. Oh! That's why he's the best player in the world. And that's what the fans came to see tonight. And it's happened inside the opening two minutes. And it is classic Messi. Still plenty up for Argentina. It's two. Beautifully flighted delivery. And German Pazella was the Johnny on the spot to nod the ball home. Just his third goal for his country. Well, the Socceroos have again locked horns with Argentina with the World Cup champions meeting Graham Arnold's men for the first time since the round of 16 at last year's World Cup. But as you just heard, the result was much the same. This time, it was 2-0 to the South Americans in China. Lionel Messi scoring the fastest goal of his international career. 79 seconds he took to break the deadlock. Andy Harper was in the commentary box for Paramount Plus and is with us this morning on the captain's run. Andy, good morning. Oh, good morning, Sam. How are you, mate? I reckon this might have been commentator's curse, to be honest. Uh, Simon Hill was only just talking about Graham Arnold's mantra, you know, keeping the ball, not giving up cheap possession. When Argentina swooped and Messi found the back of the net from outside the box inside, what, inside two minutes? Yeah, well, commentator's curse or coach killer. I mean, both uh, Simon said what he said, but that was on the back of Graham Arnold's declaration before the game that they were going to concentrate on on trying to keep the ball, which is, you know, there's nothing ground, uh, earth-breaking, uh, earth-shattering in that sort of uh, declaration. But um, it was a, 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 a loss of footwork from Matt Leckie, which turned the ball over to Lionel Messi. And whilst that was disappointing for Australia in the start of the football match, of course, Sam, it was thereafter just beautiful, sheer artistry from mm. Lionel Messi to make that space and to score that goal, it's uh, it, it, it's a hallmark of his. He's just he's just been fabulous. And if you're going to get a goal conceded uh, early or any sort of goal, and, and just to be able to stand back and, <laughs> and dip your lid to the world's greatest, there's, there's no shame in that. It was a magnificent start to the game, and you know I think on balance the soccer has responded uh, pretty well after that. Uh, Arnie asked a question in his press conference, I think it might have been, you know, seemingly knowing the answer. I think he said, I'm not sure if it was a foul in the (laughs) build-up. 
Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know either. I, I haven't had a forensic relook uh, at it. It looked to me mainly that that, that Matt Leckie had overbalanced and lost mm. his footwork. I, I couldn't. I can't recall without going back over it uh, anything else that caught my eye necessarily. But he, you know, uh, Graham Arnold does. He, he's, he's got a pretty good view of things, and and I don't think it's necessarily a plaintive cry. But uh, look, the point is, this was an ex- from a, from a. From an outsider's viewpoint, this was an exhibition match. Uh, from the players' viewpoint, it was a lot more than that. And the coaches, of course, but but the whole setting of this game and and the nature of it as an exhibition as an exhibition game, you just got to sit back and enjoy the exhibition that Messi put on. Really, on balance, after that, as I said, Sammy, I reckon it was a, it was yeah. a really even contest. The soccer is really did a fantastic job, and you take away the context of a World Cup round of sixteen, which of course has a lot of imputations on the way a game is played and and how people prepare for it. You strip that away, and I, I think what this game showed last night that Australia's performance in that last World Cup, with a basically a young team at the, a lot of whom are at the start of their international career, basically, it was no fluke. It was no fluke in Doha, um, and as we saw last night, Martinez with that save at one up for Argentina off off Mitch Duke, that could have easily gone to one one, and goals can change games as we know, and that took us right back to the final stages of that match when Garan Quall was in front of the same goalkeeper, Emiliano Martinez, for that uh, that last that, that late save in the game, which had it goes in, takes the game to extra time, etc. So I, just, I think there were so many positive things mm. out of last night, Sam. Firstly, just the spectacle, for, to see the, the Chinese crowd out and active and pretty hard not to get excited about Messi, but still, you know, they've been locked up for a number of COVID years and great to see their response. It was great to see Argentina play some really wonderful football at times and and the biggest takeout for us was, I thought, how robust Australia's performance was. You know, the big difference in the end, and there's no disgrace in this, was in the final analysis, the quality moments in the penalty area attacking-wise, they had a line on Messi, and we didn't. Yeah, yeah, there were 68,000 there in, in Beijing. I think 67,900 of them came to see one thing and one thing yeah. only, and that was Lionel yeah. Messi put the ball in the back of the net. I think he even hugged, hugged a, a pitch invader at, at one point, but that's global fame, uh, isn't it? There was a lot of number 10s in yeah. the crowd. So Lionel Scaloni, the Argentina manager, uh, Andy, obviously remarked after the match against the Socceroos in Doha that that was his side's uh, toughest game of their entire uh, Qatar campaign. He might have even said that in the yeah. aftermath. So you mentioned yeah. the Mitch Duke um, save, obviously, from Martinez. And actually, just take us through the performance of, of Boss, uh, the the young yeah. defender. That was a beautiful ball in. And we had a few unavailable, so it was a youthful but an exciting squad yeah. as well that aren't he named. So there were two, two, and, two and a half really exciting performances for me. The, the half exciting performance was Aidan O'Neill because I thought he did well. Um, and I thought he showed on the back of the three years we watched him close at hand with Melbourne City that he, he's going to be, uh, along with you know Bacchus, uh, you'd imagine a, a, a really firm anchor point for the Socceroos. I thought Bacchus was outstanding, and I thought, um, but, but we've, we've known a lot more about Keanu Bacchus in, in some senses. Um, but 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 Aidan O'Neill is a new newer international debut during Ecuador, um, now moving to Europe. I can see him being a foundation. And I thought, yeah, it wasn't his best game, but he, he still performed very creditably. Um, but the other two really, the real focus, focal points for me was the, the calmness, the quality of Riley McGree. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get to see him in the English Premier League next year. His club middles were just falling that little bit short in the playoffs against Coventry. Um, but he, he's shown that he's ready. He's ready to run the show. He had some beautifully deft touches last night, which is 
the sort of quality consistently we've been missing, particularly when Aaron Moy's not available, and he wasn't last night. So you look at Legree and what we know Aidan Rustic can do, and, and that provided me with a lot of comfort. And then Geordie Boss, um, again, like Aidan O'Neill, just making his first steps as an international, now stepping into European football in Belgium. Um, and, you know, there was, there was some roughness and rawness in his game last night, but enough from what we've seen as a Melbourne City player and then what we saw last night against the champions of the world, that, that that's our left back for the next decade unless yep. someone else emerges. But he, he's got a mortgage on that position now. He's physically... He's, 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 the, he's the prototype for us. He's the prototype and um, in that part of the field. And, and Graham Arnold's spoken volumes about him. We all saw it, I think, again last night and uh, very, very excited. I, I, I was really chuffed with the way the Socceroos conducted themselves last night and there's going to be a lot of expectation around this team now. And mm. The honeymoon after the World Cup is now dealt with. They had the Ecuador series, which was... Again, a really tough opponent, and the Socceroos did some really good things in that game. And the dust has settled on all that now. You're back up against uh, Argentina and China with, again, all the persistent difficulties around getting our team to these matches um, and, the, and the lack of funding around it by comparison, which, again, is a real bugbear of mine. But still, the team delivered. And, and I, thought it, I think it sets up the immediate future really, really well. And I can only offer hearty congratulations to the organisation led by Graham Arnold. I thought it was just a really, really good night of football. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. And before we get to their next order of business, being the Asian Cup, uh, Andy, uh, a, a nice touch, I thought, a, a moment of class anyway, to pay tribute, the team paying tribute to obviously the 1974 World Cup coach, Raleigh Rasic, who died on, mm. I think, uh, early this month, June the 8th. Uh, they wore the warm-up kits. Um, Rasic, 74, occupied uh, one of the seats of their dugout as well. Yeah, look, I, I thought it was a very sensitive um, and touching uh, tribute and response to a, a, a real trailblazer for the guy, national hero. Uh, in, in, I don't think there's any question, a great Australian story, a great Australian-European migration story of a, of a young uh, university football graduate out of a troubled part of the world, the Balkans, um, into Australia um, to build the first national team that qualifies for the World Cup and, and became on the back of it. He's just a national icon and, mm. and, and a great Australian. It's a wonderful, wonderful story. Um, each of these stories, naturally, no one's found an, an, an answer for this, but each of these stories by, by nature comes to an end at some point. That's happened recently with the great Rally Rasic. I thought it was a, it was a wonderful tribute. Um, and we, all, we think of all those 74 boys now, Father Time uh, marches on, doesn't stop for anyone, and they've had a, you know, gradually losing that great crop of of, of Australian-born and, and immigrant Australians who were the first to fly the flag of this country and the biggest sport in the world for people to take notice. Um, it took a while for us to get back there, famously, of course, not till 2006, which further entrenched the achievement of the team led by Rally Rusic. And his passing, uh, quite obviously, was not missed, nor should it have been. And the tribute, I thought, was very fitting. Obviously, Andy, before we let you go, we're counting down to the Women's uh, World Cup on these shores shortly. But the men's yeah. next order of business, so the Asian Cup in January, Uzbekistan, Syria and India in the group stage. I think India first up on January 13. So all preparations yeah. now pointing towards uh, the new year. Oh, well, there's a small game against England in oh, there is, of in October, which, of course, doesn't count for anything except England versus Australia always count. How did I forget uh, that? That's going to be a huge occasion. And, and again, a measure of, despite the navel-gazing that goes on in our country sometimes about where football sits and how good we are, mm. 
um, on the international radar, uh, there's no such quibble. Argentina, uh, the coach Scaloni, chose to play Australia. Um, obviously, for commercial reasons, the obvious was in Beijing for Messi to play against China. But the fact of the matter is, my understanding was that Coach Scaloni didn't think the Chinese national team was a sufficient standard to test his football team. And so he went to the best available in his mind, which was Australia. And he got, and that decision was vindicated last night. Uh, so too, the invitation for the Socceroos to play at Wembley for the first time is a reflection on how well regarded the football product is internationally. Um, under no illusions where it sits in the pecking order, despite the navel-gazing that sometimes goes on here. And again, Sam, the lack of the, the actual lack of structural support, disgracefully, that, 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 that the Socceroos and Matildas and the game in general receives mm. from our elected authorities. But that's another story. Um, this will be a great day. Uh, in October when Australia plays England at Wembley and that will be the last hit out before the Asian Cup to which you've just referred and the group that you've outlined um, against which Australia should easily start favourites. A lot to look forward to, but yes, those uh, funding uh, sort of um, imperfections, if you like, are certainly a conversation we need to have, but perhaps at another time. Andy, uh, great to listen to you last night. I appreciate your time uh, this morning. Sam, it's always a pleasure, mate. Thank you.